Well, we've covered the issue of veteran underemployment a number of times on the show. We know the data. Veterans with bachelor's degrees tend to have almost three times the work experience as their civilian counterparts. And while this might seem super impressive, they are 33% more likely to be underemployed, more than 50% more likely than their civilian counterparts. So what does it take to beat this underemployment thing, gain the attention of HR, and even succeed today in corporate? We're going to tackle these questions as well as what it takes to, to succeed in one of the fastest growing media and technology companies in the world on today's episode. So welcome to the Military Wire with Mike Schindler. This is the podcast where we interview America's most elite men and women who have served this country. We share their stories of overcoming, their proven lessons in leadership, and their journey to finding mission and purpose. Well, our guest today is Betsy Kippenhahn, Vice President of Human Resources, Washington Region at Comcast, one of the largest and fastest growing media and technology companies in the world. Betsy, in her role, she brings more than 25 or close to 25 years of professional experience in the HR and talent development field. She is the executive leader of all HR-related activities for the company statewide, and she oversees talent management, acquisition, employee communication, engagement activities, employee training, continuing education, advancement, and succession training, and a whole slew of more stuff. She was also the leading executive in the state for the media and technology company focused on building a workforce that includes active military, reservists, and military veterans, as well as women and minorities, people of color. She previously held Comcast West Division Vice President of Talent Management and Operations in Denver, Colorado, where she oversaw talent acquisition practices across 14 states. She's our guest today. Betsy, welcome to the Military Wire. Great. Thanks, Mike. It's so great to be here. Yeah, it's awesome to have you. I love it when we get just wonderful guests on the show. Um, I, and I know we always say, you know, we're interviewing America's most elite who have served this country. And I know you haven't actually served, but you've got a connection to the military, correct? I do, yes. Um, you know, just it's been part of our family, um, you know, for, for generations. Um, my grandfather um, served in World War II, and um, my father served in the Navy, and uh, my father-in-law uh, was actually in the Air Force um, and was a fighter pilot. So it's, um, you know, just been a part of our family and our legacy, and I'm just I'm so proud of it. Uh, see, I love that. Your dad and I would get along great because the Navy's my alma mater. Uh, and how your father and father-in-law get along, Air Force, Navy. That's interesting. I'd love to dive into that. Maybe not this episode, but maybe <laughs> future episode. So, they actually uh, get along pretty well. <laughs> is that right? That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's because, you know, the Army and Air Force don't really play football against each other. So There you go. <laughs> uh, so I want to dive into our topic because I, I, I think you represent such an amazing company, and I think sometimes people get confused by Comcast, everything that you do, or maybe they only think one thing. But before we go there, I know oftentimes we get comments by veterans who are applying for jobs, whether it's through job boards or company websites, and they hear nothing back. And there's this frustration that kind of grows uh, amongst, um, you know, some of the veteran population. Like, you know, I sent out a thousand different resumes and heard nothing. Is there a secret to actually hearing back? You know, Mike, it's such a great question. And, um, you know, as we continue to advance job boards and help job seekers, um, it's not perfect. 
And um, it's interesting because I know you had a guest on um, several podcasts ago, and she was talking about the artificial intelligence and the advancements we've made in job boards, but there's still so much complexity to it. If you think about for any particular position, the volume that, you know, may come in, the translation between one person's definition, the system's definition, and the recruiter's definition may all be different. So although it is a, you know, it's a, it's a pinnacle part of, you know, recruiting and it's an incredible, you know, part of organizations, I really think the secret is it's just one part. Um, and so, you know, let me expand upon that a little bit. I think, um, you know, one of the most important things for job seekers is to really target companies that they're interested in. You know, finding out um, about the culture of the organization, finding out about, um, you know, the different positions, you know, what are their benefits, what, are, what do they stand for? And once you have those target companies, um, really start to dig in and explore more. Most of those organizations have talent networks that you can join. Um, many of them have opportunities to chat with people, to attend job fairs, um, or even to, you know, reach out to somebody through LinkedIn or email. And I just find the value is really when we can also make those personal connections. Um, a lot of times people will say, well, there's a job fair, but the jobs that they're advertising are not the ones I'm interested in. And yep. that is absolutely okay. Go anyway. Talk to them. Talk about, you know, bring your resume. Talk about the things that you're interested in and that you're looking for. Um, they can explain to you, you know, hey, here, this is what this looks like. This might be something you want to target. And a lot of times there's hiring managers there as well. Um, I can't tell you how many times I've left a job there with resumes of individuals that we weren't there seeking those skill sets at the time. And yet, you know, a month later, two months later, that exact same skill set, um, you know, becomes an acquisition and we reach back out to that individual and have an opportunity. So it's really about creating those um, opportunities for yourself. The other thing is networking. I, um, you know, I'll talk to people and they'll say, well, I don't have a big network. I'm new to the area. And networking is really about networking through your network's networks. Um, and, and that may be finding somebody, um, even from elementary school, finding an old neighbor that um, may know somebody that's working at this target company and reaching out to them for help. And it's amazing how um, we've all been a job seeker. We all know how, you know, sometimes it can be difficult and frustrating, but networks are so incredible and they're so powerful in job seeking. And, well, so and, thinking, and I'm going to jump in here because yeah. I, love, I love what you're saying on this networking piece because the secret, I think, to hearing back, as you say, is, yeah, artificial intelligence is, you know, that's growing. It's not perfect. You know, I think we had some, you know, from HR say, yeah, oftentimes we'll read every resume, but we might only glance at it, you know, 10 to 30 seconds. Right. So uh, and in then 10 seconds, you've got to make that impression. So you've got to be targeted. And to your point, when you start to tap those networks, whether it's an elementary school friend or a college buddy and getting that personal introduction, that I think is what you're saying is if you really want to hear back, you need to leverage your network. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. We have a we have a saying that your network is your net worth. And it's really about how you, you know, Think about how people are connected. I had somebody recently reach out to me that I was in a grade below me in junior high and as a sister moving to Seattle and wanted to see if I could help them make an introduction. And 
you know, I find that people, again, want to help. And so um, I don't really know this person that well. I don't know uh, his sister, but I will absolutely take a look and see what I can do to help support her as she moves out here. Yeah, and I love, and you know, LinkedIn came out with that report and they were saying that, you know, networks are the key. And I love that you're saying that. And they said the, the, the difference between the civilians, you know, those, those who have never served and those who have served is veterans networks tend to be veteran networks. Like, yeah. right? And then civilians tend to be everybody that's, you know, connected to major companies, corporations, things like that. And so they've got a more powerful network in that regard because they're tapped into industry and economy, whereas the veterans need to branch their network out and start tapping, you know, the, the, the environments that they want to pursue. And I think that's what you're saying. And, and going off that, and we've heard this before, Betsy, and I, and I, I want to say this is probably almost a leading question in some ways, but... You know, we've had some folks say, you know, I'm a little bit hesitant to even put my military experience on a resume. Um, and then we've had others that are like, you know, loud and proud about it. How does one's military experience play a role in getting hired for a job or maybe specifically for your company? Absolutely. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting because we have built, um, you know, such great partnerships over the last several years with um, so many different military organizations. And, um, you know, our military affairs team out of Philadelphia has just been such a great resource um, to, to really help us, um, you know, continue to educate uh, the organization on the similarities. And so, um, you know, I'll, I'll, we can dive a little bit deeper into this concept um, that we look at as, as of the cube, which is a really um, dimensions of a person and their experience. But I'll share with you that we have found so many similarities in what we look for in, in a not only a candidate, but a candidate that becomes successful at Comcast in the military. And it's really around um, how broad your experiences are. And if you think about the individuals that, you know, we meet with who may be in the military for four years or the individuals that have been in the military 40 years, the key that the military does that is just so impressive and so relevant is they create experiences for people. And that's yeah. really, um, you know, not there's no different than what um, we are trying to do here. Because we have no idea in 10 to 15 years what skills we're going to need, what the environment is going to look like. But we know, I just think similar to the military, if you can create um, new experiences for people, gain new perspective, you're going to have a workforce that you're going to be able to transition into any new environment um, as um, things change. Yeah, and I, I love that you focus on that. And I think sometimes people miss that. You know, they think military, they might think, you know, rigid or um, you know, just following orders. And in fact, you know, we always joked, at least in the Navy, that we had our mission, but how we got it accomplished, there was a lot of creativity in that piece. Yeah. And and to your point is, you know, you're bringing different perspectives onto the team. And I think that's something that, you know, when we talk about the underemployment piece and, you know, veterans are like, man, I've got a ton of experience. I, I, I bring all this experience. Um, and now, you know, we're talking to Comcast, but Oftentimes, especially in the Western regions, I would say, I can't speak, speak to the East Coast, but certainly in the Western regions, you know, people think cable, you know, when you think of Com Comcast, and oftentimes they might associate that with low pay or, or, or a number of different things, when in fact, you guys, Comcast is so much bigger, greater, broader than that. 
explain to us exactly, like if somebody wanted to look, what experience do you look for, because you mentioned that briefly, and what can one expect if they did, in fact, get hired at Comcast in terms of growth opportunities? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, my experience with Comcast is the West Division, which is, um, you know, we um, serve 22,000 employees here in the West. And, you know, I think, you know, from that there are just so many different opportunities, whether it's in customer, you know, facing roles, technology, um, you know, we have um, retail, we have entire, you know, uh, regional and divisional offices where, you know, strategy is set. So there's just so many um, incredible opportunities. But when you talk about success, it's interesting because um, throughout my 25 years, um, I really find that it boils down, no matter what level of an organization you're at, it really boils down to three key competencies. Um, and, and even before I dive into those competencies, you know, I always tell people that the two things that you can control are your attitude and your effort. Mm-hmm. And I think here at Comcast, those are so important um, and, and really values that we look for in people. Because, you know, we, all, we always can't control what's happening, um, but we can, tr- we can control our response. And that's how we show up and that's the effort that we put in. Um, and, and I think that's so important because you talked about, you know, just the, the fast-growing media and technology company. And within that, you know, we, we know now that um, to continue to grow and be relevant, we have to be willing to change and adapt and, um, and, and flex. And that's different, I think, than, you know, um, a lot of companies used to be. So as I think about kind of those three key competencies, and it's like I said, it doesn't matter if it's Comcast, it's really what I've seen throughout my career that are just most important is it's resiliency, adaptability, and agility. Mm-hmm. And as I think about the military, I just think that is such an incredible complement um, for what, um, you know, veterans that are um, transitioning out of the, out of the military um, already have. I mean, those are competencies that they've developed in the military, and we find that those um, translate so well within the organization. And so are you, you know, resiliency, are you willing to accept feedback? Are you willing to make mistakes? And then are you willing to come in the next morning and learn from those mistakes and, and be better? And, um, you know, agility, can you uh, pivot? How quickly can you pivot? You know, it's one thing to accept change, but does it take you six months, or can you, you know, can you move through it quicker? And then finally, adaptability. Um, you know, things change so quick. Teams change, leaders change, projects change, initiatives change. And, you know, obviously, you have to understand the why. But once you do, you know, how quickly can you make that um, pivot? And so, you know, I think those just, you know, it, like I said, it doesn't matter how long you've been in career. Um, those just seem to be the foundations that I think really drive success um, for individuals. Well, and I think I see you're describing somebody that succeeds at Comcast, too. And we, I was talking to a friend about this. You know, we were talking about how 20-something-year-olds in the military often are required to make split-second decisions, you know, based on the environment, based on what they see in front of them, especially when you're in theater and combat. And, you know, oftentimes they're having to make split, you know, second life-saving decisions or life-impacting decisions, oftentimes faster than CEOs of major companies make decisions. Yep. Right. And so then they get out and they go into this work environment and, and trying to figure out, okay, how do I adapt, overcome, you know, succeed 
in this environment. And I love that you have those three points because I'm guessing that's probably what it takes really for somebody to succeed at Comcast. It doesn't necessarily take all these degrees and certifications, but is it really those three key components? If somebody possesses those, the chances of them succeeding well at Comcast is probably improved, correct? Absolutely. And, you know, you mentioned, like, the whole concept around experiences. And, you know, that's one of the things that we have so much pride in is is moving people internally. Um, Because just as you described, you know, what what those experiences that um, that individual has, that will – that will, t- that will be with them for the rest of their life. You can't now take that perspective away. And that's really what we're trying to do is move people around so that they have all these different perspectives. I was um, leading talent at the West Division for six years, and that was really to set the strategy for the West Division. And it's so amazing now that I've moved into a region where I am uh, executing on that strategy where I sometimes slap my hand in my forehead and say, why did I make that decision? And it's, um, it's just a, a new perspective now that I have that nobody can ever take away from me that I now know, you know, what those de- decisions that people are making and how they affect, um, you know, others. And so that's really what we're trying to do is, is to create um, people moving around and, and, and gaining new experiences you know, if not even in uh, new roles, but daily. And, yeah. and we're finding that that is just helping us um, to be better um, and stronger as an organization. Uh, it's, it, you know, I love that. There was a piece of advice my dad gave me, uh, two, a number, but there was, you know, two primaries that I really remember. And he, he said, Mike, as you go forward in life, always be quick to listen, slow to speak. Because um, I was always the one that was jumping in, especially, you know, when I was in high school, right? You know, I'd be so quick to to speak and he's like why don't you flip that on its head be you know quick to listen slow to speak and the other piece that i i really loved is 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 and it was so effective in the military was you know make a decision and then work like hell to make it the right decision and i yeah. think you know that's one of the things you're talking about is as we go forward and we make a decision you know we start to work to make it the right decision there are times that we might make a decision go oh my gosh what did i do let's adapt <laughs> work off, have the discipline to do that right um because as leaders, we can, you know, I don't know anybody that's ever made 100% the right decision all the time. So um, I love that you guys embrace a culture of grow, be resilient, make decisions, and be willing to get feedback, adjust, and continue to move forward. And I think that's, you know, there's especially in a workforce where one in five people leave within the first five years, right, you know, because they're not happy in their work environment. And, and I think, you know, Comcast, you've, kind of figured that out your your retention rates are a bit different than others and i think that speaks to the environment that you guys create so you know kudos to you guys i i, I would ask Betsy, you've seen so many people over the years uh probably come and go come in if, if there was one piece of advice you were to give a potential candidate uh and certainly you know whether they're in the military or you know have served in the military or not but that one bit of advice what would it be Oh, one piece of advice. One piece, just All one. Right. No, everybody in HR is like, I've got seven. You know? No, I just want to give me the one. Give All right, one. if I go quick on the one, then maybe you'll give me a second. Um, <laughs> no, you know, I think, um, and, and particularly with the military, um, and is think about your career as a story. 
and step people through that story. And so you had mentioned the individual that, um, you know, had to make a, a, a split-second decision. That is an incredible competency. And so make sure you build that into the story. So as you're talking to people, because a lot of this is all about helping us um, understand each other. And we under, you know, and understand each other through stories. There is so many similarities between um, the military, just from a structural standpoint, and organizations. And you know, if if you can step people through those stories and those experiences and what they've done for you, um, how it helps you build collaborative relationships, how it helps you gain influence, how you led teams and developed people, those are all of the same things that we are looking for for, success, for successful candidates um, in, in corporations as well. And so it's not just about, you know, this was my role and this was what I did, but take people through that story on really what was the impact, what were the outcomes, um, how did it change you, how did it help develop you, because, you know, we're all people and that's exactly the same thing that we're finding, um, you know, that we're looking for here is, you know, how people are growing and developing and leading teams through change and adversity and tough times, et cetera. I love that. Yeah, it's all about the story. It truly is all about the story. So talk to us a little bit about um, some of the roles and positions you guys are currently looking to fill that you think the military um, community would want to know about. Absolutely. So um, we have a lot, you know, number one, I think the best um, – uh, place to go is um, Comcast Careers, and we have a, uh, a section just for military as well, just to explain a little bit more about um, who we are and what we do. I um, mean, there's so many different opportunities there, but we have so many great um, positions in our regional office, in our retail stores, in our technical operations, in our customer experience centers, and so, um, you know, it's just... Um, you know, I tell people when I uh, talk to new hires um, that I get to meet on Monday uh, when they come into the organization is, you know, I, I, I hope that this is the first day at the last company, um, you know, you'll be at. I, you know, we want you to retire with us. And, you know, so whether it's the first position you come in, we have great progression programs. We have incredible internal rates of movement and promotion. We have just such strong advocates for people here, um, whether it's through our, our employee resource groups or just through our mentorships or through um, our development programs, because we know that people, um, it is not tools, it's not technology, it's not products, it's people that will um, make us successful now and into the future. Uh, that's, that's so awesome. Well, uh, and I would just say that for those who are listening, you know, if you truly want to check out one of the fastest growing media and technology companies in the world today, be sure that you visit, you know, Comcast Military. And I think, you know, Betsy, thank you for being on the show. You guys have so much to offer. Um, and I, I'm excited. And we'll probably have to have you back because you guys continue to grow. You guys continue to be a leader in the space. So thank you for that. And for those who want to discover your post-service identity, prepare, plan, execute on your best year yet after transition, be sure you visit us at OperationMilitaryFamily.com or feel free to DM me on LinkedIn. Betsy, thanks again for being on the Military Wire. Thank you. Thanks for your service. You bet. <laughs>